Welcome back to the New Wave Nerds. I'm your host, Brennan Sam. Joining me as usual is Shade Sam. Hello! How are you doing this morning? I am good. How are you? I'm also doing well. I'm very excited because we've got some news. We do. Uh... We have some news. And this is news that I've been waiting for since like 2008. <laughs> I've been waiting for our first story, at least. I've been waiting for this since, since 2008, which I think is when Avatar The Last Airbender ended. But, um, oh, sorry, spoiler alert for yeah, one of the new stories alert. we're going to be covering Jeez. in a minute. <laughs> oh, well, um, I guess with that, we might as well just uh, hop right in, though, right? Dive. Take a... We'll dive. We'll dive right in. Fly right in. We'll uh, do an air cannonball directly in. I feel like we've hammered the point yeah. enough. <laughs> so the first news story... Um, this comes, by the way, of Polygon. The new animated Avatar movie will star Aang and the gang as adults. That's what's up. I'm so excited. It, we're finally getting more Avatar. They, they'd announced this um, movie, I think, last year or maybe the year before. And I guess it sort of sunk below the radar because I'd never heard anyone talking about it. Yeah, but, I only heard about the uh, live action TV show. Yes, yeah, I, I'd heard about that too. So be- before we mention that, I want to... Just uh, quickly bring up that last year when they announced that they were making this, uh, they created a whole new studio. And the point of that studio was that they're making a trilogy of animated movies. And they also said that hopefully they're planning on creating more limited series and and movies in this universe. So they're trying to do with Avatar what they're doing with a bunch of their other projects is expand these awesome worlds like with willow you know the same thing they're doing with star wars and marvel they're adding more and more stuff yeah and i'm so excited it's gonna be dope it is gonna be dope so uh yeah as the headline suggests it's about ang when they're adults now i don't know just how adult that means you know what i'm saying like i don't know if that means it's like right after like maybe you know a year after the tv show or if we're talking like you know Aang's 45, <laughs> you know, like when we see like like the age we see him at in uh, the back there, the flashbacks in Korra. Yeah. You know, actually, I guess we do know it says young adults now that I think about that. So <laughs> that answers that question. But I mean, I was I was talking with you yesterday. I don't know if this is going to be before or after the founding of Republic City. Like, I don't know if the plot is going to be the founding of Republic City or if they're going to, you know, it's more like Republic City's boom. You know, when it first starts to become a major port city, when it becomes the most important city in, in the in the continent, you know. They have a name. They do? Yeah. Uh, Avatar Braving the Elements. Oh, that sounds pretty stupid. No, Shade, that's not the name of the movie. I think that's um, oh. that's the name of this panel where where the lady talked about it. Yeah, so Janet Varney, the, the actress who did the voice for Korra, she uh, announced officially that it's going to be about Aang. Because I guess oh. they, they put out, I guess, I mean, you can see right here, they they have a book about Kiyoshi, who's a dope avatar for the record. But because they did that, a lot of people were speculating that it's going to be like this new show or the new movie is going to be about Kiyoshi or it's going to be about a past avatar. But no, she, she officially announced that it's going to be about Aang. And that's dope. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's dope. I we, we were talking about this the other night. I want more Zuko. Yes. And, no, and more uh, Sokka. Yeah, Sokka definitely deserves some love. He got done dirty in Legend of Korra. 
I mean, yeah. From what you told me, like, that's her brother, and they barely even mentioned her or him. Yeah, no, Sokka definitely got done dirty. I mean, everybody got a little bit more FaceTime except for Zuko. You know, you know, it's like Zuko, he was in it. He didn't get a lot, but Sokka wasn't in it at all. He was in one flashback, and I think, I mean, he got, like, put in, he got knocked out, and that's the whole flashback. It's a cool, it's a, like, the context around the flashback is really cool. I'm not going to tell you because I want you to watch it, but it's a a trial for a mob boss. That's all I'm going to say. And a pretty shocking revelation happens right there. It is, um, it is really good. God, I love that show. Yeah, Legend of Korra, I think, is underrated. You said there's three movies and there's going to be like two TV shows. Well, they've for sure announced they're doing three movies. I don't think they just said that they're planning on making shows. As far as I could tell, they haven't like announced a specific number or a plot or even, you know, like a title and logo. You know, I'm sure they've got ideas, but yeah, they're keeping that under wraps for now. I'm sure they're probably waiting to see how this movie does. Yeah, probably. They, I bet they started making it, hoping to capitalize on the hype from their sort of revitalization that Avatar has seen since it's been put on Netflix uh, last year or the year before. But I, I feel like they're hedging their bets and, you know, they're they're trying to be safe because there's a good chance that this movie flops. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, not, not even just that it flops in the sense that it's bad, but it flops in the sense that nobody cares. Who cares? Uh, yeah, we'll care because we love it, but... No, I mean... What if what if what if one of the TV shows is about the Cabbage Man? That's a good point. The Cabbage Man in the live action Netflix TV show is gonna be played by the same person who does the voice from the animated show. Really? Yes. We should talk about the live action TV show. We should. We we mentioned it a couple times. So Netflix is putting on that live sh- live action show, but the. The original creators for the animated show were attached to the project originally. Yeah. But sometime last year, I think, or maybe it was even more recent than that, whenever it was, they left for and they cited creative differences, which is obviously, you know, a, a broad term for it could literally mean anything. Also, they got the rock in it. Is the rock in it? He's playing the boulder. Oh, you did tell me that. Yeah, that's fine. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You did. I forgot about that entirely. Um, He's playing soccer. I wonder if that's why they left. They're like, we're having the rock in this. Oh, I'm getting out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they created differences. It could mean literally anything. Literal creative differences, or there could have been, you know, like some issues with production or whatever. It's such a broad term that is used whenever anybody leaves a product. Project. Product. A product that we have just no idea. Um, but they are attached to the movies. Yeah. I don't think they're like massively involved but they're at least attached they're like executive producers i think or at least one of them is so hopefully the movies are going to be at least true to true to character and true to the story yeah and they'll fit in and stuff that happens in the movies isn't going to retcon stuff that happened in Korra. you know what i'm saying because that is that's a big worry that i have i think they'll be good um i'm um i'm worried they're gonna change the animation i don't think they will you know I think they'll they'll probably well because, I mean they didn't change the animation all that much with Korra. I know they no. updated it like to make it because because it was more like you know they were able to do more with the technology in the same art style. So if I had to guess, that's what I would think they would do. But yeah, yeah probably anything's possible. Yeah, I mean I just don't want it to. I just don't want 
we talked about this, um, how a lot of networks, uh, cartoons these days are directed more towards kids than just to make money. Right. I don't want these shows to be directed towards kids just to make money. I don't think so. I don't think they will. I think if they wanted to do that, they wouldn't have gone with Aang as an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think true. with Aang as an adult, they're trying to apply to like people in our generation who watched the original show as kids yeah. who are now grown up. But I mean, even, you know, the original show, it, it had, you know, some depth. It had adult themes. I mean, it was dealing, it was, you know, ostensibly a children's show, but the story is about a hundred year war that has been going on and started with the genocide of an entire race of people. It's a, an entire ethnic genocide, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, it's a children's show in the beginning, definitely because they, you know, they throw in like, it's very childish, you know, he's a 12 year old kid, but as you know, starting with the second season, especially with this finale of the second season, but moving into the third season, they really tackle some like adult messages, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we talked about this last night. That's why it's so good is because it doesn't just apply to children. Yeah. I mean, I think Sokka is going to be a huge part in the TV show. I think so, too. Because I think they... In the movie, you mean? Or in the movie, yeah. I think they know they left him in the dirt a little bit. And, I mean, he deserves a, he deserves something, you know? I agree. Maybe his time as a warrior... Yeah, well, I think because it's about young adults, so I would assume it's going to be in some way related. There's going to be something about Republic City, you know, like either they're going to be like just starting it or it's going to be right after it starts. If I had to just hazard a guess. Right. So my theory is that maybe Sokka's role is going to be him trying to figure out how to be a leader, you know, because we saw in. In book three, especially with the invasion plan, we saw him really mature into being a, an, an efficient wartime leader. You know, he's a great general. He really found his stride after Hakoda got injured on the day of Black Sun. That was such a nerdy sentence. <laughs> he really found his stride and figured out what he was doing, but he's never really been, you know, like a political figure. And in Korra, in the, the one flashback we see of him, He's in charge of the council, or at least I don't know. I don't know the structure of the council. I don't know if he's in charge, but he is a big part of the council. So my assumption would be that he it is going to be him trying to figure out how to merge his two personalities, how to be the goofy, fun loving, meat eating kid with the dignified, intelligent, wise leader that's going to help lead the city and turn it into this major bustling port you know yeah and suki needs to be in there somewhere she wasn't mentioned at all in Korra. she needs to be in this movie somewhere yeah i mean one more momo action Ugh. More momo now. could stay out of the movie for all i care dude i want to buy i want to buy just a just a single album of momo's theme song <laughs> yeah dude that was oh god that's so annoying <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, they're probably also I would okay. This is definitely what it's gonna be. Okay, I Aang is the main <coughs> struggle of the movie is gonna be Aang trying to figure out where he needs to put his focus. Whether it's rebuilding the air nation or whether it's building up Republic City. He's not gonna know what to do because he knows well, for one, he's the last airbender. 
And maybe by this point he's having, starting to have kids, like maybe Katara is pregnant or maybe they're thinking about having kids or something, you know, but Aang knows that a new generation of airbenders is coming. So he's going to start thinking, well, geez, I got to have something ready. The whole nation is in shambles because nobody's had, nobody's had a chance to really clean it up since they were massive mass murdered, (laughs) you know, since they were all just like destroyed. Nobody's had a chance to clean anything up. So he's going to be struggling to figure out if he needs to do that or if he needs to start building Republic City, which he knows is better for the world. Yeah. Turning those former Fire Nation colonies in the Earth Kingdom into Republic City is obviously better for the world. So he's going to have to struggle and try and balance out what he's doing, which he's going to focus on first. That's what I think. Okay. What do you think they're going to do with Zuko? I think Zuko is going to face a lot of trouble. You know, I think he's going to face a lot of backlash from now that he's, you know, um, Fire Lord. Whoa, I couldn't think of his title for a second. That was tough. I almost said Phoenix King, but that's over now since Ozai's gone. Um, it's Fire Lord Zuko. Yeah, I think he's going to face a lot of backlash. There's going to be a lot of internal strife because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are loyal to Ozai. Yeah. Um, and by extension, loyal to Azula, even though everybody hated Azula because she was insane um, and didn't care about anybody but herself. Right. So I think there's going to be a lot of issues with that. We're going to need to see a little bit about his relationship with May, because we know at some point he has a daughter and eventually he steps down and she becomes Fire Lord. Izumi is her name. We see that in Legend of Korra. But geez, and I think there's there's going to be, I think this all depends. You know, everybody's story really revolves around where Republic City stands in this thing. You know, I think if a lot is going to be determined if this is about the founding of Republic City or post-founding. I think after the founding, Zuko, frankly, becomes a lot less important. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to be dealing with the own his own Fire Nation stuff. He's, after, you know, after he's given the land over to Republic City, you know, it's not his problem anymore. You know, frankly, he's, I, I think he's, I think he's going to be dealing with issues in the Fire Nation for a long time. There's going to be a lot of people, I think, who are still in that gung-ho, like, Fire Nation supremacy, like, we need to rule the world. And he's going to have to obviously try and tamp that down, especially from the military. You know, I think a lot of the, a lot of the, um, sort of citizens of the Fire Nation were probably just, you know, fatigued. They're tired of the war. So they're probably just like glad it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think a lot of the military is going to be like, what do you mean? We were so close. What do you mean? It's just done like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, Who are you to come in? You've been banished for, I don't even remember how long, three years. Is that what it is? Whatever. That sounds right, but I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. I, um, do you think, do you think the fire nation is more powerful than water? Well, no, because the, well, the Northern Water Tribe is the only place in the history of the world that was able to withstand a Fire Nation invasion. Everywhere else fell. You know, even Bossing Say. But the Water Tribe, the Northern Water Tribe stayed strong. You know what I just thought about? How a waterbender could create a massive water bubble or just a ball of water. And then while you sleep in, (laughs) you put it over your head so it drowns you. That's messed up. Yeah. Speaking of like drowning, it's uh, tangentially related to suffocation. That is uh, a big part in season three. Some using some uh, elements and making balls and forcing people to suffocate. You need to watch season three, dude. You just need to watch that show in general. I know. But um, I don't think like 
Frankly, I think Toph shouldn't be involved in the movie that much. Really? Yeah. She was just, she was such a big part in Korra 4 that I think she just needs to sort of take a side role, frankly. And I love Toph. Like, you know, I mean, Earth is my favorite element. Yeah. But I think she she just got so much development in Korra 4 that, um, like, so the, the focus needs to be elsewhere. I mean, obviously, it's going to focus on Aang and Aang and Katara. But, I mean, as we talked about, you know, Sokka and Suki need some, some airtime. Um, yeah. I would really, really like to see what happens with the Earth Kingdom. Ooh. I just thought about that. Because... There is really no explanation between what happens at the end of um, The Last Airbender. There's no explanation for what happens between then and season three of Korra. And there's it's a massively different empire by then, you know? So I would, I would or a kingdom, not empire. I, so I would really, really like to see what happens there. Well, I told you the other day that I kind of want to see a storyline with Sandbenders. Right, yeah, you did mention that. Even though they stole Appa... Yeah, I don't like the Sandbenders, but that's just me. I just I just really want to see something. Yeah. Maybe a new character storyline, you know? Maybe one of the movies is like, I don't know. Yeah, new characters. New new friend group. New Appa. But we know the movies are about Aang. Oh, yeah. TV Is the TV show about Aang? What TV show? The, the new TV show. The live action one? Yeah. It's about Aang. It's just a live action adaptation oh. of the animated show. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And they haven't, I mean, one of the new shows that they're doing that this new studio announced, it could be about Sandbenders, but they've literally said nothing. They were just like, yeah, we're probably going to do some shows, <laughs> you know? So there, yeah, there's so many ways they could go with that. Yeah. You know, if they do a new show, I would love to see some Roku. Really? I love Avatar Roku. His, he's, it's such an incredible, do you know, do you know that episode? Um, I think it's just called the Avatar and the Fire Lord, but it's like Aang is having, uh, he's meditating and he's communing with Roku and he's learning about Roku's childhood and his friendship with Sozin. And at the same time, Iroh is sending messages to Zuko to learn about Sozin and uh, and um, Avatar Roku, who he's actually related to. Do you remember that episode in season three? It's like really early in season three. I think Aang st- even still has hair. No, Aang definitely does have hair because it's before, it's when Zuko is still with the Fire Nation. You know, right at the beginning of season three, he's still in their good graces because everybody thinks he killed the Avatar. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's right because it. Yeah, Iroh's just captured before the day of Black Sun. Yeah, there's a really cool episode. I think it's called Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yeah, but it's just the whole episode is just Roku talking to Aang and um, Iroh talking to Zuko and them just figuring out what happened between um, Avatar Roku and Fire Lord Sozin that led to the start of the hundred year war. And I think that's so cool there. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the ACU avatar cinematic universe. Oh, (laughs) dude, that was posted in, uh, posted July 22nd. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And they're just reporting on it now. Oh wait, this is an old article. Well then why did the one I just saw? Why was that posted? Okay. Well, this is old news, I guess, but they just made a new article about it. That I admit, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. You're telling me you would not like a Momo? No, dude. I think Momo is like annoying, frankly. I would love Momo. I wouldn't be that offended if we find out Momo died. You know, like Momo died after the TV show and in between the movie. <laughs> I'd be fine with that, frankly. What about Appa? What Appa if- would be depressed. 
with Appa dies. Then I riot. <laughs> I riot. Dude, if Appa isn't in the movie, I riot. And I'm not afraid to, sh- to say that. If we see Appa with a beard, some grandkids, I don't know why he grow a beard. Yeah, he's already covered in fur. I don't see why that's important. <laughs> but, um... I don't know, dude. I just, it's, it's such a, um, there's so many ways they could go. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be good. A lot of opportunities. I'm just happy that they're continuing in any way. Yeah. Right. This, the, the universe is so expansive and there's so much opportunity. It's good to see them moving forward. Yeah. And you know what? Frankly, I really like Legend of Korra, but I'm glad that they're not doing another movie or a show after Legend of Korra. I mean, maybe they will eventually, but I'm glad they're not doing it now because sometimes the sort of technological advancements of the Legend of Korra throw me off. Like, obviously, I understand that that's not like what would happen. That's how it would progress, because that's how human beings are. They naturally, you know, have technological advancements. Um, and I was cool with this automobiles, like the cars. But then when they brought in planes, I was like, I don't know. You know, it just it was weird. It didn't mesh for me personally isn't it like a steampunk vibe yeah it is it is and i do but that being said i think it's awesome how like the technology revolves around elements i mean obviously there's non-benders who who have these roles too and they you know whatever but like for example mako the firebender uh he can also shoot lightning for a while there he gets a job as like working in a power plant and his whole job is he just shoots lightning into this thing that powers the city. Huh. And I think I think that's so cool. That's exactly how it would happen. You know, it would be like, man, we have this ability to generate electricity in our bodies. How do we transform that into powering the city? How do we make it so it's bright inside all the time? How do we make it so we have to stop using candles? How do we make it so, you know, we can stay warm in the winter? I, I mean, that's it's a... It's a cool part of environmental storytelling that mirrors what would actually happen if it were the case. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think Fire Nation would really have to worry about staying warm in the winter. Well, yeah, but everybody else. I know. I'm just just saying. You know what else I want to see? I want to see what happens to the Southern Water Tribe. Yeah? Because, you know, in the Avatar, in the last Airbender show, it's literally just like a village. You know, it's one tiny village. Well, a bunch of, you know, scattered tiny villages. And I think even at the, the, in Korra 1, I think it's still kind of, you know, um, not necessarily very modern, excuse me. But by the time we see it in Korra 2, it is a bustling sort of industrialized place. So I would love to see the development of that and yeah. just how that came to be. And maybe in this, we see the beginning of Varric, who, considering you've never seen Legend of Korra, that name means nothing to you, but he's a really big part from season two on. And I would like to see how he got his start because he's such an interesting character. I, I I do need to watch Legend of Korra. You do, and when we do, I think we should review it because I really, really want to talk about all of it right now. <laughs> like it's such a good show, and there's so many like nuances that we definitely need to cover it. Yeah, I'm so excited for when we do that. All right, all right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch Avatar then though. Oh yeah, I mean I'm gonna rewatch it too. I got the uh, I'll probably watch the um, you know the Blu-ray. But then I might need your Netflix for Legend of Korra. Yeah. Anyways, we spent enough time on this one. Why don't we just move on to the um, the second story? We have some uh, announcements as far as the crew goes for the Marvel Blade. Is it a movie or a show? I don't even remember. It's a movie, right? Movie. Yeah. 
So they finally found a new director, right? If you remember three, four months ago, was it in July? No, not that long ago. It was relatively recently, you know, there was some controversy because they had to get rid of their director. And Mahershala Ali was really mad and everybody was kind of talking trash and they didn't know what they were doing with the project. And so it was all up in the air. Now they have, oh God, she's hot. <laughs> Showing. Showing for Riri Williams. And it's weird. Oh, I was talking about the dude. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have a new director. They took um, somebody from Lovecraft Country. They took... Jan Demange? Yes. Jan Demange, I believe. Uh, yeah, who directed the the pilot of Lovecraft Country. Mind you, it, dude, that show was so good. I was just going to say, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but you did, and you gassed it up. Man, right? it was so good. Yeah. Like, I will admit, CGI wasn't great, but that's not what I care about. Right. Well, I'm sure the budget probably wasn't as big as they would have liked it to be. But yeah, no, Dad said it was great, too. I've I've only heard good things about it. Um, it was scary. It was everything I wanted. Did, what did you think of the pilot? Was the pilot like really really good, or was the pilot like not okay? And then it got better because the this guy directed only the pilot. I think. Yeah, the pilot was really good. Okay, the pilot was good. I, like the the second episode, it was you know I mean pretty good too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was all but good. It, it was a good show, right? God, it was so um, good, and I love Blade. <laughs> Yeah, you do love So, Blade. this is a good combo. Wesley Snipes. Swing. Ew, that was gross. Um, but yeah, so they're bringing a much darker, grittier tone to this, which I think Blade needs. That's perfect. Blade it, needs that. It needs that. It's, you know, like, it's like Wolverine, you know? Right, yeah. It can't be like campy, I don't think. But um, This is going to be good. I agree. I'm really excited. I think, I hope they go suit, like, Dark and gritty. How do I how do I describe this? I hope they go really dark and gritty, and they don't make it like just an '80s action movie reboot. You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I don't want it to be Blade Four. Oh yeah. I want it to be a brand new Blade. I want it to be really dark. I like. I don't want there to be a lot of comedy. Frankly, like I, I'm sure there's going to be some, and they're going to need some comedic relief. But I want this to be like R-rated. I want it to be dark. I want Blade to be like you know, just a, a mean son of a bitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted to be that. I, um, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope Wesley Snipes does come back to play the old man that takes care of Blade. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That'd be a fun cameo. I don't know. I just think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would be, a, like, a nice nod to the, to the to what he did. I hope it has a good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. We're I, talking, like, Black Panther level. I don't think so. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't, I don't think they're going to go all out with this. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm betting they're going to go rock-based. Oh, yeah, they probably go rock-based. And I think they're not going to... They're not going to... See, the thing about Black Panther is they put it out and they were like, Hey, yo, K-Dot, you're doing this. Make some bangers, right? Because they. I feel like they wanted... I mean, we talked about this before. I feel like they wanted it to double as an actual studio rap album and the movie soundtrack. Yeah. Whereas I think with this, they're probably just going to go straight soundtrack. I mean, that's the standard, you know? I know. I'm just saying, like, there's potential to make it cool. To make there it is. I mean, obviously, awesome. yeah. I mean, it's going to be based in New York, you know? Mm. Right. So, in, a, in addition to, like, this new director, they also, they got a new person to write the script. His, his name is Michael Starbury. 
Um, <laughs> was that funny? Starbury. Um, and I was just doing, I just did some, you know, basic research on him and he's written, um, nothing. Oh, nothing I've seen. Um, and by, and it looks like, frankly, nothing that's terribly well rated. That gives me lots of confidence. Yeah, so he's the teleplay and story for this show, which is five stars. Um, he did do one episode for a show uh, that has it's it's got nine stars, um, but again, just one episode. Everything else is a, like it looks like it's not very good, <laughs> frankly. Um, which that sucks. You just wait. Next week we're gonna get a news report. Taika Waititi's directing it. Imagine. I'd be so mad. That would be such a terrible combo. That would be literally the exact opposite of the tone that I just <laughs> said I wanted for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Blade, up. but make it Thor Ragnarok. Ugh. Blade in space? Space vampires. Space blade. A lightsaber, you might say. But yeah, so like, this, I'm not, like, that doesn't make me too confident, the, the writer. But, you know, as always... Maybe the writing is good in those shows, but the directing is bad. Or the story is bad. Maybe this guy just hasn't had a chance to show, to really put his work into something. You know, to really put his heart in and really, you know, show out. Kind of like Werewolf by Night. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, and um, I really hope that that is the case, is that I'm pleasantly surprised. I go in thinking it's going to be bad, and it's good. I mean, I thought it was going to be bad, and then the trailer dropped, and I thought it was going to be good. So that's not necessarily a great comparison. But I hope we get a bunch of uh, Marvel monster cameos, like Werewolf by Night. I I think I bet there's going to be a Werewolf by Night or a Man Thing cameo. There's got to be something. There's definitely going to be a Man Thing cameo. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a there wasn't considering the fact that there wasn't a Blade cameo in Werewolf by Night, and like everybody was up in arms. I think there's going to be a Man Thing cameo. 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 <laughs> man Thing is camo. He's green. Ah. Oh. <laughs> a Man Thing cameo or a Werewolf by Night cameo. Or maybe Il- Ilsa Bloodstone. That's a good one, too. That makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would prefer Werewolf by Night, but Ilsa Bloodstone works, too. Black Knight could be in it, too. I would love to see that. That'd be cool. I think Black Knight has to be in it, considering we know that they're connected based on the end of Eternals. Punisher. Daredevil. Daredevil. Dude, I mean, they could do... Uh, I don't think they're going to do Daredevil, though. No, but they could be setting up Midnight Suns. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do Daredevil. I feel like... Dare- so Daredevil's had two cameos in oh. two projects this this phase. Yeah, I, I forgot um, And then when does Daredevil Born Again come out? Is that next year? 2024. So we've got like two years. So maybe he wakes, makes one more cameo, but I kind of feel like they're going to hold back now. You know, he made two cameos, you know, Spider-Man and She-Hulk. And we saw a lot of him in She-Hulk, considering, you know, it was a very extended cameo. So I feel like they're not going to add him in something. I feel like at this point, they're going to pull back and just try and build the suspense. Yeah. That's what I would do. But what do I know? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I literally have no, no experience, no ideas. I've never done anything like that. But that's just I would think something like that, especially because there are other characters that you can that you can cameo in this that haven't been, that haven't had, you know, the screen time in the MCU that Charlie Cox has. I'm so excited for this movie. This movie's going to be so good. Like, I hope so. Because I love the first Blade. As crappy as it was, (laughs) it's good. Yeah, and I love Mahershala Ali. I mean, we, you know, 
You still haven't watched Luke Cage, but as Cottonmouth in that, he was phenomenal. And I think Mahershala Ali is is a really just great actor all around. I haven't really seen him. Oh, the Green Book. I've seen him in that. Uh, what is that? I don't know what that is. So basically, it's about this dude and this other dude on a car ride. Oh, okay, cool. Is, is that really it? Yeah, there's a scene where uh, he's eating chicken, and the guy asks Mahershala Ali, Hey, you want some chicken? And he's like, no. So he just keeps eating the chicken. Oh, okay. Yep, that's it. Anyways, but yeah, no, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. Like, the first thing I saw him in was House of Cards. He was moderately good in that, and his he was really good in that. I need to watch House of Cards. Um, it's a good show. I haven't seen the last season, because um, I feel awkward watching it with the whole Kevin Spacey thing. But oh, what happened to Kevin Spacey? Actually, update on Kevin Spacey. I think, I think a court found him not guilty. Really? Yeah, pretty recently. I think... I mean, it, I think I checked it last week, but at the time, I want to say it said four days ago. So this is, it's a relatively new development. Breaking news, Kevin Spacey uh, uh, allegedly, he definitely did, though. How do you, he definitely did, though. How do you know? What's the evidence? He just looks like the kind of guy. <laughs> he just looks like it. And I remember after the allegations happened, he recorded a, like, a, a, like a, a response video, and it was him as his character in House of Cards. And he was denying the allegations as Frank from House of Cards. And furthermore, it's a odd. it is a little odd. It gets a little more odd the more you think about it, because in House of Cards, um, he's a slimy politician who murders people left and right and uh, is gay and does have a sort of really weird relationship with his Secret Service bodyguard. Yeah, that's not really a... So there's a few parallels <laughs> so i don't know i just feel like it's not a good choice yeah but that's just me i mean i feel like he definitely did it yeah, michael jackson. but i mean yeah michael jackson they people they found michael jackson they acquitted uh, him too you know what i'm saying so and michael jackson definitely did oh yeah oh, this yeah. is a weird rabbit hole to go down <laughs> but yes yeah, so mahershala ali which is the original <laughs> anyways so yeah, he. I mean, he was in True Detective. I think he was in a season of True Detective, a show I've never seen, but I've heard is phenomenal. It's got eight point nine stars. He was, he was Uncle a- Aaron in Into the Spider Verse. Shoot, and that was such a good movie. Uh, I talked about you know Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. I heard Moon Knight was Moonlight. Moonlight was really good. Yeah, I heard that it was a very you know critically well received piece too. I don't know what it's about, but I, mean, I don't know either. It looks like a young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. (laughs) No, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. I know it was on a list for, you know, very good movies, but... Oh, he was in Hunger Games. Some guy named Boggs. I never liked the Hunger Games. I only liked the second movie. That's not true. I think the first movie I didn't like that much, but the second movie I thought was really good. And then the third and fourth, the third movie was good, but it was slow. Actually, I didn't like it when it came out, but I would probably like it now because there's like no action. Yeah. So it's more based off of like, you know, story and like the actual like, you know, camera angles and stuff like the cinematography. So maybe I would enjoy it more now, but I was never a huge fan of the books. I I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I never read them. (laughs) I, I read them and I, I thought they were okay. You know, but I never thought they were as good as everybody made them out to be. But that's just me. I just, yeah, for, I just, they just didn't hit the same. 
but that's just me, you know. But yeah, honestly, like I was just looking through his filmography. He hasn't done he hasn't done a lot, but he's still a really good actor. He's, I like him. Yeah, I mean, as I said, he was just phenomenal as Cotton. <laughs> so good, dude. Like you would love that show, hands down. I know you would. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts, Shade. What do you think is the likelihood that Avatar really turns into like a big franchise? Do you think it's going to be able to become mainstream or do you think it's going to stay in this sort of phase where it's like kind of mainstream, kind of lesser known? I I think I think it'll grow. I think it'll blow up, you know, with the plop with the plop with the popularity that um, Avatar has right now. Yeah. I think it'll go. I, I think so too. I'm a little bit worried though that it's it's not gonna you know grow that much because I feel like it just it only really works animated. Yeah. You know I can't. I feel like they can't really do like live action stuff. I mean they could and do it. De- it's I mean, it wouldn't be hard to do it better than the last Airbender movie. What do you mean? A nice Shyamalan one. <laughs> but I feel like um, I don't know. I just feel like it. it th- it works better through the medium of animated shows or animated movies even. Yeah. And because of that, I feel like it's never going to hit that, you know, upper echelon of like mainstream commonplace franchises, you know? Yeah. I hope so. I hope not. I hope it becomes massive and they continue to make more and more shows. That's the thing is that in theory, they can continue it going because there's an infinite number of avatars. Oh, I mean, yeah, they could like, they do a lot. Yeah. And, and because of that, you know, it's not like Star Wars, right? Where they all get it. You sort of get inundated with all this content that's like related, and you get sort of over fatigued with all like the Skywalker saga. Everything's connected. You can with Avatar, you can do something where it's like this series, but this time it's set a thousand years in the past. You know what I'm saying? And it's, so it's completely new people, and you know literally nothing other than the base facts of the world. Yeah. Or you can go fast way in the future and do like a futuristic one. I wouldn't like that, but you could do it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it yeah. has enough potential, but I think they're going to bumble it. I don't think they'll bumble it. I think they got it. Mm. But yeah, well, with that, um, I suppose we will call it here. Call it a day. That, that's good. Um, make sure that you like... Do the deeds. Yeah, as always. Turn on the notifications. Um, share the Instagram page with your friends and family. Yeah. You know. Even if you have no friends. Even if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you think the Instagram page is, is bland, which it arguably maybe is. But we've been putting out a lot more actual posts. So we we're making progress ever so slowly. We will be streaming. We are going to start streaming that a thousand percent. We've done a few test streams, so we know that the technology works. (laughs) So we will be actively streaming a couple times. Um, Announcements for when we do stream, when that's going to happen, we will post those on the Instagram story. So make sure that you turn on your notifications, um, follow the Twitch because you can't subscribe yet, but follow it um, so that you always know when we are ready. Yes. And with that, I suppose we will catch you next week. I think the next sword I'm going to get, <laughs> honestly, might be Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. Really?